Hello, 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 Pulp listeners. Cody Sullivan here with some exciting news before we begin this week's curbside offering. I'm extremely excited to announce that Pulp from Beyond the Veil is now part of the new River Power Podcast Mill Network. What is River Power, you may ask? The best description comes from their mission statement itself. River Power Podcast Mill is a collaborative coalescence of independent creators and entertainers. Our mission is to enable and support the development, production, and distribution of works and foster an environment of nurturing individual creativity and collective power. There are some exciting new shows coming up on the RPM Network, shows like Science Night, hosted by James Reed, and my new show, The Stone Soup Podcast, will be premiering very soon as well. Stay tuned as we forge ahead on this exciting new path. But on to today's episode. This story is the debut of a new pulp contributor, writer Gilladin, all the way in Sweden, has graced us with this frightening tale of arboreal survival. Performing this tale today is the talented Shelby Eris. Keep your eyes and ears peeled when you're foraging for survival in this macabre tale, titled The Crimson Nightmare. there's one thing I know from this devastating life is that fear is the greatest motivator and that death follows fears every step. (sighs) I wake up with a jolt, feeling my partner and our children huddled next to me. Their warmth comforts me and slows down my racing heart. But the cold sweat from my ever-occurring nightmares sticks to my skin, making me feel cold in my core. In my dreams, I was chased again. Even the dangers outside haunt me in my sleep. Is there no escape? How many more times will I wake up next to my family? How long can we survive until any of us succumb? to these living nightmares and never return. I get up gently to not awaken any of them and slowly start stretching out my aching body. Our makeshift shelter we dug out last autumn is getting smaller and smaller the more the children grow, and they seem to grow every second that passes. We can't stay here. We need to rebuild or find something else. But we will still have some time first we need to find more food. I crawl out of the tiny opening, feeling how the dirt gets everywhere. I don't mind. Hopefully it will mask my scent ever so slightly, increasing my chances of not being noticed. It doesn't feel safe leaving my family. I'd rather stay with them and never leave, but I know that could never last. We all know what we need to do. They will also leave alone scavenging for anything to survive just like me. This is what we've always done, and how we all survived so far. 
I guess we should consider ourselves lucky. I lost my parents before I could even run, and I was alone for what seemed like an eternity. Somehow, I survived, and then I met my partner. Living a similar life of fear and solitude, my partner nearly lost a leg to the horrors outside. We found comfort in each other and slowly started a family over the seasons. I have no idea how many of us are still out there. I can't even remember when I last saw someone else. Still, I will not allow my family to give up. We can survive. We will survive. I cautiously use all my other senses as my eyes adjust to the brightness of the rising sun. Listening to the overgrown grass waving in the morning breeze to the east. Smelling the morning dew and the pine of the dense forest in the west. Feeling the damp spring soil under my bare feet. As my eyes adjust, my heartbeat quickens. I feel exposed and alone once more, no longer safe. I'm already feeling hunted. I scurry towards the grass, feeling slightly safer, closer to something relatively solid. Plus, I'd hear more clearly if anything came from the dry grass. Many would consider this a beautiful spring morning, but I'm beyond admiring beauty. Every morning is a danger, every day is a terror. I continue traveling along small pathways between large bushes and trees towards the grass, pausing every so often to listen. I've long abandoned trusting only my eyes. When you see it, it's already too late. After traveling for some time, I finally reach the grass, but I'd never dare go in it. The noise would be my end. It feels comfortable that I'm far enough away from my family, but close enough to be able to run home if need be. I start rummaging through the bushes and moss between the spruce trees. I just hope I can find something fast so I can quickly move on. I try to calm myself down and listen to my surroundings and not my pounding heart. As the silence of the glen soothes me, my heart finally slows down enough that I can start searching in earnest. The moss feels cold but silent under my feet, and I start feeling safer. The winter was harsh, and finally there should be things growing again. No more dry roots and moldy vegetables. Hopefully something fresh and new. I still recall when I found mushrooms in the autumn, or when my partner came home with lettuce, wild, wonderful lettuce, it had been ages since I had that last. Oh, how I long for summer again. As I dig around looking for anything remotely new, a wondrous scent rises up from the soil. Spring onions. Fresh, just ripened spring onions. <sighs> the smell invigorates me as I rip up and devour the entire thing, leaf and all. It flows into me lifting me up and I sense energy bursting into my every fiber. I don't mind the strong burning sensation in my mouth or how I'm going to stink of onion. As I'm crunching on the last leaf, I notice a whole thicket of them, tens, hundreds of onions poking up from the ground. This can feed us all. Maybe if we dig a new shelter here, then we wouldn't have to travel for food. We could hide away faster 
and wouldn't need to be so afraid. <sighs> afraid. I was too wrapped up in my excitement that I forgot to listen, even look. I quickly lift myself up to my full height, looking around in all directions, straining my ears as much as I can for any sounds. It's quiet. It seems like even the breeze has dulled down and the grass has fallen as silent. I see nothing but sporadic trees and bushes. I slowly start relaxing, lowering myself to get back to collecting onions for the rest of the family. That's when I see it. <gasps> a veil of white and blood red darting behind a large bush, obstructing itself from my sight. Everything seems to freeze in place. The world slows down to a crawl. Even my racing heart seems to move through a swamp. So slow. Muscles that were invigorated moments before seem like roots deep in the ground. Don't think. Don't wait. Move. Please move. The stillness breaks with the noise of a branch cracking. My very being activated in an instant. Everything speeds up tenfold and I start running. I don't care which direction. I need to get away. A sea of crimson and a crash of fangs assault the spot where I just stood. The trees and bushes become a blur as I'm darting from left to right to confuse my certain death that chases me. The chase becomes a haze of time. I have no idea how long I've been hunted or how long I can continue to escape. At times it feels like the monstrosity's breath is right on my neck. As I take a sudden turn, all I can see is that devilish red with white ends. I hear how the beast tumbles and misses after my latest turn. With a fleeting moment to think, I notice it. A gathering of rocks. A small opening. I have no idea if I'll fit, but it's my only chance. I sprint with all my might and leap towards the opening under the rocks. I feel how the rocks hit all my sides and tear wounds onto my shoulders. I manage to push myself through and there's just enough space for me to crawl further in and get swallowed up into the dark corner of the rocks. There's a short silence, and then the darkness is filled with the grotesque stench of rotten flesh, the warm, humid air of the demon's breath. Drooling and biting into the open air, it tries to reach me with its fangs, but it can't. A short pause once more, and then I hear clawing reverberate through the entire rock formation. By everything that is still good in this world, please hold. After what seemed like an eternity, the clawing stops, and I once more feel the wretched breath. This time, it seems to just smell the inside of the rock opening. No doubt inhaling my fear, tantalized by the hunt. Everything becomes silent. Time becomes an enemy. Has it been mere moments? Have I been here all day? I retreat in my mind to not allow myself to be impatient and look outside. That thing, I've never seen it before in my life. And now my nightmares will never allow me to forget it. A demon bathed in blood I thought it was born in that color if it was not for those ghastly white ends. 
It's almost like the monster wants me to know how it could have been innocently white, but chose to kill, to drench itself in blood to show its true color. But how could I not have heard it? I should have heard... The moss. Of course, I'm such a fool. The moss that helped me walk silently can also help these living nightmares. And since I'm such a simpleton, I couldn't smell it because of those ridiculous onions. The joy of finding proper food has all but evaporated. My only solace is that I would have probably not survived lest I ate that damned onion. Awakening from my mind, I notice I'm frozen to my very core. It's night. How long have I been here? It doesn't matter. Even though so much time has passed, I still dread walking outside. I finally squeeze myself out from the rocks and look around. It's deep into the night and I can barely see where I am until the moon shows itself from behind some clouds. I look behind me and see the claw marks adorning the rock formation. The marks are deeper and longer than I'd even like to imagine, and I dread the thought of being on the receiving end of those claws. Now I feel exactly how damaged I was from the dive in the rocks. I walk slowly homewards, trying not to aggravate my wounds any further. I finally stagger onto a path that is close to our makeshift home. And I suddenly wish the moon would hide itself again and the sun would never rise so I would not have to see what lies before me. My home is torn up by similar claw marks. But our shelter was made from dirt, not sturdy rocks. The hole is wide and deep. And there's scent of blood everywhere. I feel for the second time how my heart moves through a swamp. I want to let it swallow me up and drown me. But then I heard a small sniffle in the ravaged shelter. I don't dare let hope enter my heart, but I slowly walk into what's left of my old home and my family. Two little children huddled up together, scared and barely sleeping. I let out a sigh as my heart slowly moves out of the swamp but is still drenched in a mud of sorrow and regret. I lay down next to my children and feel their warmth as I drift into a sleep which will be filled with crimson nightmares. I think to myself, we should consider ourselves lucky. This production and more brought to you by the River Power Podcast Mill Network. 